When people ask, is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They, they practice sorcery. I can't argue against magic. <laughs> I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven, highest level of hell. Chicken snake gods and the Anunnaki and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Welcome to Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters, aka Highway to the Danger Zone. Touchy subjects. Welcome, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. Listen, we understand that last episode, uh, the audio was a little weird. That's fine. We're con dude. This is a freight train, bro. Was it? Was it weird? The audio? a little, a little, dude. We let's face it. We had we had MacGyver over here doing some amazing work. He took a fucking silly straw, some tape, some gum, yep, yep. and he got audio going. Thank you, Dylan, for making magic we're, happen. We're gonna do it again with her. Go ahead. Audio wasn't that bad. Wasn't that great. It Everybody was. Everybody calm down a little bit. Yeah, everybody, everybody calm the fuck. Okay. Some of you motherfuckers <laughs> are paying $10 a month just to talk shit. Must be nice. We love you. Thank you, though. We love you, though. We Thank do you. love you. I love, I love raining talk. us in. Raining us in, bro. Well, we, got, we got a show. The February, Rainer. February 19th. February 19th. Tell them where it is. It's okay. So we're going to be in Las Vegas. We're doing two shows. Like, I like day shows, by the way. I didn't think I'd like day shows. I find out I like shows. We're doing two shows. We're doing the first ever live conspiracy social club in las vegas february 19th okay and then after that we're doing the dragons of comedy just power dude going hard in the paint we'll be Wha selling merch too we'll be selling merch and we're gonna be doing it and guess what we're coming out dressed up in what Suits, uh, bro. Suits, is that right? Yeah, ah, we're doing suits I, I on stage. I haven't done a show in a suit in a long time. I can't wait. A debate, dude. You got to do a debate show in a suit. All that right. is how you do debate. I'm excited. Old I, school. Uh, maybe we'll smoke cigarettes on stage. Oh, I'm excited. Drink coffee. <laughs> talk shirt. We need Use a moderator. Sam. Negroes on stage. Who knows? We need. Guys, a, we need knows? a moderator. We do need him. I like right. Dylan as a moderator, no. but he's yeah, afraid. I do too. Nice. He's afraid. So get somebody who will sell tickets. Help sell tickets. I won't help. So Feb nineteen, Feb February nineteenth. We are we are gonna do that. Where is it at? It's a it's it's a weird name for a great place. Diversion amusements. Diversion Tons of parking. Amusements. Where do they get tickets? Well, okay. Right now, you you the, the tickets go live today. Okay. They're gonna be on BrianCallen.com, okay. SamTripoli.com, okay, and just Google diversion amusements. All right. Um, and then uh, I'm going to be doing a charity January 27th at the Breakers. I got to put this up on my website at the Breakers in uh, Temecula. Oh, um, snap. And that's not on my website. I got to take those two things off. So I will. Um, but yeah, I got a big show this week. So excited. What is that? It is uh, on Thursday night. I'm in San Luis Obispo. Mm. And then I'm in Buffalo next week with my good friends, Howie Dewey from Cash Daddy, who opened for you in Florida, yep, I think. Yep, yep. And then uh, Robbie, the fire, Bernstein. Uh, that's who. And then at the end of the month, tickets are moving quick, guys. 
Uh, we're going to be at, uh, we got two Tim Fall Hack comedy nights. Uh, one is the 28th in Bakersfield, uh, excuse me, in Long Beach. And the second one is in Bakersfield. Back-to-back nights. Come see Eddie Bravo, myself, Xavier Guerrero. On the Long Beach show is going to be Off the Grid, Ryan and Johnny J. Nice going to be there. So grab your tickets now because Long Beach is selling quick. Two shows there, two shows in Bakersfield, and more shows than February 19th. Um, Hammer the gods. I'm going to drop. I'm going to drop. I'm going to say something right now. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I actually believe. You didn't tell us what you're doing, so this could go either way. No, it's, I, this could I, be big things are happening, or this is the end of Conspiracy I've, Social I've, Club. I've, it, well, I've done some research, and um, I actually believe, I actually believe that there is a very credible argument to be made for the fact that Lee Harvey Oswald did not kill John F. Kennedy. Oh Hold on. my God! Yep. Winner, winner! Da, I da, know. Da, 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 and da. that the CIA elements in the CIA, elements in our intelligence uh, uh, community, in 1963, conspired to kill the President of the United States, and that Johnson and the people who were not involved covered it up. Why? And I'm going to tell you what why I believe this. Okay. So it's very possible. Oliver Stone did a documentary on Showtime called JFK Revisited. He did an interview with Rogan. Now, Oliver Stone is not a... He's, so when you say conspiracy theorist, <clears throat> he says, I prefer truth seeker. And one of the things he said is that the reason people don't trust the government is because the government has an, and the CIA and the Pentagon has had so much power with secret budgets and has black ops. <clears throat> yeah, and there's such a there's such a there is an industrial military industrial complex. So so they have a lot of secret power. And he said that the problem with that is that it erodes trust. The American people, it erodes trust. When 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 these documents surrounding the JFK we got the assassination are sealed still. A lot of them are still sealed. Yeah. What are we actually doing here? Yeah. What's going on? So obviously, the, 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 a lot of the a lot of the trust in our government has been eroded because we have not come to terms with our history. We have not exposed what really went on, and I think that's a huge, huge disservice. So <clears throat> here's what I believe: <clears throat> it's very possible that because of the Bay of Pigs, see Kennedy was a was was a guy who believed actually in peace. And Kennedy said, I'm not going to provide air support for the Bay of Pigs invasion. I'm not going to provide it. And, and people like Curtis LeMay, who was essentially, I mean, a killer. Uh, I, I think very bad guy. Um, so people like, and who, by his own admissions, after he, he bombed, firebombed Tokyo and Dresden, head of the, the Air Force, he said, <clears throat> I probably would have been tried as a war criminal if we had lost, by his own admission. So... You had people in the government who truly believed that the time to strike the Soviet Union and to eradicate Cuba and to get rid of the communist threat was now because we had an advantage in our thermonuclear weaponry. Which and they may were not willing, be real. And they were, willing, they were willing to sacrifice 40 million people, yeah. Americans, yeah. to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> you have to understand that was the mentality. These cold warriors, these guys who come out of World War II, these guys were very willing to do that. Now, Kennedy, who'd actually seen combat, fucked his back up because of it. He said, he knew, he was like, these guys 
These guys are, are willing to go to war with the Soviet Union. And they are that crazy. And people like Curtis LeMay and stuff, they are that crazy. And he said, at all costs, we've got to avoid that. Now, is it possible that they used a patsy called Lee Harvey Oswald, who was working for the CIA, maybe, who he was, um, and, and they, they created this whole conspiracy, right, to get people to think that this guy who'd been in Cuba, been in the Soviet Union, killed our president yeah. at the behest of Castro, at the behest yeah. of the Soviet Union. That's a good excuse to go to war. And Kennedy and Johnson knew it. And, and, and there's a lot of evidence to suggest that Kennedy was very afraid for his own life. He was like, there's something going on with the Cubans and the CIA. Something's going on. He didn't trust his own deep yeah. state. Yeah. He didn't trust his own deep state. Yeah. I haven't done my research in this, but yeah. when, I had, when, I, when I watch a documentary with Oliver Stone, who's really looking at what yeah. historians, yeah. historians yeah. who've looked at all the archives, two million pages, okay. and, and, and all of them, and Johnson himself, Johnson himself said to his aide, uh, this is from the church committee, Johnson himself, According to his number one aide said, I think the CIA had something to do with this. Okay. Now, what's that tell you? So, uh, I find it very interesting. Congratulations. You are now where I was when I was 12 years old. So, thank you. <laughs> so, thank you. You have now... that it, Literally, I wish we had a moment right now. I want to give you your kind of... What's second my, belt? My, my blue belt. You, so, congratulations, I got a Brian. You have a blue belt in fucking conspiracies. I'm so... Happy for well, you. or truth seeking. Okay, or truth seeking. I don't personally care about that term. Well, like, I'm very much into like, dude. Your your words just mean nothing right. to me. It just you but know, that, like, that, oh, that, you're that, a racist. You're a homophobe. No, that that would have been a conspiracy. Now right, the question right. that Rogan asked Oliver Stone was, how many people were involved in this? Do you think? Can I can I just say one thing? Yeah. I, that and like, you know, we were just kind of talking about before you came in, like. There's no such thing as facts anymore. Mm. There's just no facts. It's just interpretation of situations. And so I I don't agree with it, Oliver Stone on one thing. I think Lyndon B. Johnson was way more uh, hands-on knowledge than a lot of people would Oliver Stone wants to give him credit for? That's my personal. I think opinion. he probably knew. I, I think Oliver. Uh, I think he had Johnson, a lot to gain from it, like yeah. being become president and keeping us in Vietnam, which he was part owner in, like the military industrial complex. So he had a, and like his rules of engagement that you know we gave our Vietnam vets to fight over there. Literally, they would tell you that. Oh yeah, we're not here to win. We're here to prolong a war, which we later saw happen in Afghanistan. Twenty years, trillions of dollars gone, and um, so so I I, uh, I I'm very happy you're here because that begins. You start to go. They're lying to us about us. You'll slowly start to uh, look at the other stuff and, and more question everything, which is can get. Some people think it's tiresome. I think it's very freeing, but I, I think Lyndon B. Johnson had a lot more to do with it than Oliver well, Stone wants to give him credit for. Well, something for. that Rogan was talking about with Oliver Stone was that there are a lot of people who, who control the deep state and who have a secret budget and can get away with things because they never leave office. They're always there, right? So, so your intelligence operatives that people don't know about that are running your directorate of operations and all the other stuff. I mean, look, again, we know this for sure, and this is Newsweek, that we have a secret army, 
10,000 strong and growing. A secret army. 10,000 strong. That no and one knows growing. about. That we don't talk about. That they're not CIA. They're not they're not Delta Force. They're not SEAL Team 6. They are a secret army that that are comprised of who? We don't know. There is a so so when when a and when the various intelligence agencies under the auspices of protecting us from terrorism, etc., when they have secret budgets and when no one is watching, what happens? People want to keep their power and they will in they will they will what they'll do is they they have an agenda. Everybody has an agenda. Now it could be ideological, but it could be money. And they will do whatever they can to keep themselves in power and keep the machine going. And if that means creating a fake war, if that means creating fake threats, they will 100%. I mean, all you have to do, I'm watching Dope Sick right now. Yeah, dude. And these Sackler motherfuckers. Yeah, but Brian, take a look at Dope Sick. Replace the Sacklers. With the COVID vaccine? With the CDC. Replace fucking OxyCon with this vaccine. Well, now we're talking about the corruption of our institutions. Brian, I might give you, I've never given anybody two belts in a row, but you might be getting close to a double belt action. Because these are conspiracies that you can actually, that there is a, there is a fucking money. There's a, there's a, there's an accounting money uh, thread that you can follow and it ain't that hard. The Sacklers were, and I need to get, I'm going to get deep into it. I'm going to read Empire of Pain. I'm going to read Dope Sick. I'm going to watch this series. I'm going to really do my research before I start mouthing off. But these are people that fucking, and this is a pharmaceutical company that essentially what, hijacked the FDA? That the FDA, the guy who okayed it by saying it's non-addictive, then had a job at Purdue, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I would personally, if I, from what I have seen, and I don't know yet, but what I've seen. I'm like that Jack Nicholson meme, right? First of all, I can't believe people are this evil. I can't believe they're this greedy. I can't believe that they're willing to do things like this. See, Brian, that's a big moment. That's a big moment right there because that what you're talking about, this, this revelation you're having is why so many people can't come to grips with that these people exist because what they do like let's take hillary clinton right you're not there yet but you will get there like the inability of people to like so many people look at her and they they just transmit their feelings of their mothers yeah their she's, aunts, a fraud. she's a fucking right fraud. so they're like fraud. hillary couldn't do that because i couldn't do that or my mother couldn't do yes, that that's and right. you're like these right. people aren't there that's it there's a lot of trauma that probably happened to these people very early in their life that makes them operate a little different. You said it. You said that. You, you know, there are people that get so arrogant. They're already, first of all, first of all, they're, they're already trying to get as much power. They're the kind of person that wants power. They already go into this business for power, right, right, okay? Right, right, there right. are people that are politicians, people that go in there, try to make a difference in the world, there's no doubt. But there are also a lot of people that like power and they get power hungry. And it's really hard to give up power once you have it, Re- for all of us as human beings. Right. Uh, you know, and I think the founding fathers knew that. That's why factions were a big thing for James Madison when he would talk about it. That's why the idea of cabals, you know, sort of conspiracies. I mean, Madison was obsessed with the idea of conspiracy. He was obsessed with the idea that that powerful men will get into groups, organize, and end up just taking over 
all the power in a government, yeah. which is where the where why a bicameral legislature in our in our government, why different branches of government have power, or or no one has jurisdiction over those branches of government. Yes, that, that was so fucking important. It's not the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights is a piece of paper. You can always like kind of throw the Bill of Rights away, but if you keep power decentralized. The genius of the founding fathers, James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, Thomas Jefferson, uh, John Jay, uh, and the list goes on, was that you have to decentralize power because power always seems to want to centralize. 100%. It always wants, and this is the battle that Kennedy was having, Johnson was having, the executive was having that battle with the CIA because the CIA was doing things like when they killed, when they killed, um, what's his name, Lumumba uh, in the Congo. That when they killed him, he was assassinated. Whether they did it or not, we know that the CIA was providing lists to the Latin American dictators on 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 communists. That was teachers. That was everybody else. They were providing lists. They weren't. They may not have been doing the killing, but they were giving it to the death squads. We know this now. This is history. And so you you got to be. It, it is about speaking truth to power, and it is about realizing that anyone in government, including the U.S. government, wants all the fucking power. And as long as we don't have accountability and transparency, and this includes our, our fucking intelligence agencies, if the intelligence agencies are not responsible to a civilian board of directors who have, and, 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 if, and, and if their budget isn't transparently okayed by the House and the Senate, we got some fucking problems. And the reason I like the house is because it's 500 people. Right. Hard to keep things, you know, a lot of those people are like, wait a minute, there are a lot of people who are, you know, they don't like being, see what I like about our house of representatives is people generally don't like having the wool pulled over their eyes. If they think the deep state is fucking with them, they're going to be like, hey, 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 we don't like that. What, what are right. you doing? What, what the fuck are you doing over there? Right. What are you doing? Don't make a fool out of me. That's what we do as Americans. And we got to keep that. We got to keep that You know shit. what's really interesting right now is like, for the first time ever, like we have people going, man, our Supreme Court justices just lied to everybody. Like, I've never seen that before in my life. I mean, we've seen like, usually the Supreme Court, one way or the other is within the realm of what people think is right. Now, whether you're on the side of abortion or whatever, that, you know, that you can argue about that, but right. they have a real discussion that, and that's why you keep them in there for life. So you can't get rid of them and they don't have to worry about their job. So they don't get politicized. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. But this, like, uh, Via Senor, is that her name? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Satamayor and. and uh, Satamayor, Via yeah. Senor is our yeah. friend. Yeah, He's yes. a comic. Yeah. Uh, Satamayor, like. Yeah. Like the facts she was talking about were so wrong. People were shocked. I know. She I was know. talking about kids dying yeah. and everyone's like, that's not true that's at not all. First of all, it's not your job. Uh, your, your job as a Supreme Court justice, if you are is if, here if you the are evidence. one of the nine people on that court, is to, is to interpret whether or not a law is constitutional. You don't make laws. You interpret whether or not the yeah. law is constitutional. That's that is a so great crucial. point, dude. It's so crucial. You're not supposed to worry you about. Make laws. You don't, you're not supposed to be like, but people are dying. That's no. not your job. No. You're supposed to be like, is this constitutional or is this not constitutional? The bottom line. But that's that's all creative writing, anyways. It's not necessarily creative <laughs> writing, right? So, so there. What there do you are, mean? Well, I mean, 
Citizens United is one of the most unconstitutional things ever, but Scalia was uh, able to... No, because Scalia said that you... The, so so Citizens United is a good example. I, I happen to disagree with Citizens United. I totally disagree but, with that. But, but what the Supreme Court said is what at the end of the day, we consider the ability to raise money for a political candidate to be a form of free speech. And they couldn't get around the fact that it was that it wasn't protected by the First Amendment. Why? You have a right to petition your government, we know this, but also if I believe in a certain platform, I can create an organization called a super PAC or a PAC that says I'm going to raise money and then with that money I'm going to raise, I'm going to I'm going to bring to the fore with commercials the ideas I care about, right? Abortion, pro-choice, whatever it might be. It's very, very difficult to get around that. That's where Citizens United became a real quagmire for the Supreme Court because it was hard to argue out of the idea yeah. that, that you know money in politics isn't a form of free speech. If I have money, you know, and I have a lot of money, I, I should be able to say you, you can't support the candidates of your it's, choice. Free speech is so interesting and I'm 100% involved. Let's face it, man. Lying is free speech. You're allowed to lie. Yeah. It's and this is where we're at, like with a lot of these politicians. Well, where, and where we're at, Sam, and to your credit, and what you were saying is that, you know, the, these vaccine mandates, okay? The idea that 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 first of all, the the fact that vaccines are hundred percent safe for kids, we don't know. I'm on two days of fasting. Oh, you are? Yeah. How I'm do you feel? Is, soon, that, is that the master cleanse? No, this is like electrolytes. Okay. And I got a drink because I'm like, I'm starving right now. I'll eat everybody. Yeah. How, so what are you trying to do? You're trying to reset? I'm trying to lose 30 pounds. And I'm working with this guy who's helping me right now. Yeah. Joel. And he's helping me. And he says, two, uh, so it's very interesting because like, is obviously the fasting is helping my health, right? But it's really the discipline of being able to get through two days is the most important to me, right? Yeah. It's like, I set a goal two days. And I'm going to fucking do it. Yep. And at noon, I'm going to go eat like a fucking pig. I'm yep. going to go get a steak. I'm going to fucking, I might order two steaks just to feel fucking But why crazy. don't you try this? Eat, you can eat steak and why don't you eat just some, a lot of greens. But it, the only thing that puts weight on you is the things that create insulin in your body. Like, so, so, so if you, if you eat pizza or you eat bread, yeah. if you eat bread, if you eat a lot of rice, if you eat a lot of pasta, if you eat anything like that, it's going to fuck with you. No, I get that. But dude. you can eat a lot of just, we're working on it, protein, bro. Proteins. Fats. Rome was built in the day, dog. Yeah. Proteins and fats and greens. If Rome was even real, anyway. Get your carbs. Wait a minute. <laughs> Dude, I've got to get a Tatarian guy on here and just have your head go, what the fuck, bro? Well, we're, 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 I, I just think the threat, the real enemy. Do you think this show goes to shit if Brian believes everything? No, because he, he won't no, go No, I don't far. believe in everything. He won't go Well, that the idea far. that Powers in Buckingham Palace is hilarious, but... It is. That's it's actually, true. Though. That's actually hilarious. No, it's Rome. And it's adorable. Hey, will you look up the founder of, of the FBI? Will you look that up? So, so, so much of this is, so much of, the, of this, what I think also is interesting too is this. Like you got Dulles, okay? You got, you got Curtis LeMay. You what page are you guys. on in the nice book? I, I'm, I'm going to read the fuck out of that book now. <laughs> well, so. I'm going to read that book. But, but let's, yeah. take, let's take Dulles. Let's take his brother and, and Dulles himself. Uh, Those and, guys and, are scumbags. Well, any of these cold warriors, okay? Here's the thing about them though. 
let's just say I'm playing them in a movie. Yeah. Right. And the thing about playing any, yeah. anybody you don't like in a movie is you got to say, well, they're not monsters. They're trying to solve a problem. Yeah. Human beings 100%. are hundred percent. Like and some people are willing to solve a problem like Curtis LeMay. But oh, by kill. all accounts, Dallas was a piece of shit. Even his own family was like scumbag. Probably. But, but what I'm saying is this, let's just take, uh, anybody who's willing to uh, bomb when the allies decided to kill all the German workers, it was like a way of punishing them. I mean, they firebombed Dresden. I mean, they firebombed a lot of those cities and turned them into the surface of the moon and, and killed countless civilians, men, women, and children. Well, the idea for them was first payback two, we're going to cripple you guys because that's the only way we can ensure our own safety because you guys have had, Every 40 years, Germany, you guys get restless and we just can't take this anymore, right? Right. Uh, Japan, same thing. You guys are so warlike. The only way to fucking change the fabric of the way you behave is to actually, is total decimation, total annihilation, and we'll build back from the rubble, okay? Instantly. And, yeah. Now, like now, a week after an H-bomb drops, suddenly everybody's right. moving back in. Right. But go but, on, Brian, right. with your fairy tales. So now you have Dulles and you have these guys who have the memory of World War II, yeah. which essentially was what? A zero-sum game. Yeah. If we can kill every one of you, we will. That was the... That but was Brian, the here's your problem, yeah. is like Dulles brings Nazis over. Like... So, so a lot of the scientists were brought over because they were good with weapons. Yeah, but see, Brian, but where wait, I'm at right now, yeah. where maybe 20 years from now, you might get to yeah. if you work hard enough. Yeah. Uh, they didn't, they weren't brought over. They walked over. Oh, I know. They, they came here and took over. It is of my belief, Germany lost World War II. The Nazis won. Well, okay. So, so here's what I'm trying to say, though. The Soviet Union for these guys becomes a threat. Why? They have, the, thanks to the Rosenbergs, they have the nuclear secret. Because they were the center of Tataria? That, well, thanks to the Rosenbergs, they have, the, who are communists, they sold the Soviets the, the, the secrets to nuclear fusion. Right. Uh-oh. Now the Soviets start building their own weaponry. The Rosenbergs are put to death, husband and wife. Uh, they are, the pardon is rejected, I think, by Truman. And you've got these cold warriors who say, and I, I grew up in this. I grew up in this. I remember this so well. The Soviets What were the trying, 50s like, Brian? I know. The Soviets are trying to kill us. The Soviets are going to try to kill us. Right. We're in a nuclear arms race, right. and, when, and we can blow the world up 10 times over. So you get, if I'm playing Dulles in the movie, or I'm playing Curtis LeMay in the movie, what I'm doing is this. The ends justify the means. Gotcha. Because the ends are the end of all of us. Right. That means I am willing to kill not only... 40 million Chinese or Soviets, I'm willing to sacrifice 40 million of my own people. Right. This is how these guys were thinking. Right. Now we can say, yeah, they were really bad, sure. But in my opinion, this was the kind of animal World War One and World War Two created. Was, what, oh, you have a problem with that? So, D what, did Dulles serve in the military at all? I know at that time, uh, pretty much everybody did. I don't think he did. He was head of the CIA for a while, <clears throat> right? Head of the CIA. His brother was Secretary of State. Yep. And I guess if you want to, the further you want to go down this rabbit hole, I guess the question is, I know ends justify the means and stuff, but he got a little carried away with the power. Why, what yeah, he, he was control. He wanted power a when, lot. Well, this is when Kennedy, see, they didn't like Kennedy. They thought yeah. he was like a rich kid who didn't, but Kennedy had seen war. He had seen combat. And Kennedy was a different guy who really believed, apparently, according to Oliver Stone, was far more idealistic about peace. He really believed in a real peace. And he said, 
these guys don't want peace. These guys are these guys arrive at military solutions because they're military people. And they actually think a hammer and nail. Yes, and they actually think they can beat the Soviets in a war. They actually think this is the this is a huge thing. And I, I believe this. Guys like Dulles, Curtis LeMay, and all the guys that we talk about truly believed that they could win a nuclear war. They believed we could win. A, they, so we the could question becomes this, Brian. If, if we're going to go by what we've been told for years, why, if we're battling the Nazis, did our, the guy who's in charge of the CIA bring Nazis over and want to go to war with Russia, who was fucking bad, who, by all real accounts, they're the reason... Very simply, very simple. I'll tell you why. Germany fell. It wasn't I, us. I don't think those guys cared so much about the Jews. <laughs> I don't think those guys were like Nazis killed the Jews. They were probably all anti-Semites in one way or another. I mean, I don't think these guys were. I don't think these guys were the most. I don't think these guys were the most humane people. Right. What they were. What these guys uh. were thinking about was was uh, geopolitics, right? So they were thinking about. Uh, so even Henry Kissinger, who was a Jew, was thinking geopolitically. He said. We got a lot of brain power in, in Germany. These guys know how to make nuclear weapons and rockets. They got record technology. They might have shit we don't know about. Give them citizenship. Bring them over here. Give a fuck if they march, if they have a swastika tattooed to their ass. Let's use this brain power. Let's put them in our fucking missile program. We can use them. And they did. Right? Then they think to themselves, the Soviet Union is not a democracy. It's being run by a Politburo. Bunch of guys just like us. Just like us. Bunch of men. Who are who are all about just war. dudes hanging out talking in fucking sandals? That's right. I, my feet. Hurt. How cold are you right no, now? No, my feet hurt, so I have to wear these. And these are sorry. my toe hold sandals. These are the best flip flops on the planet. Handmade Look at those, dude. Toe -hold, toe -hold. You obviously had a pedicure recently. Orthopedic? No, orthopedic soles. These are incredible. <laughs> Look at um, those fucking. I'm I, I'm obsessed with these with this company. Toe those hold. are dudes whose hard They're, labor is. These tennis. are expensive flip flops, handmade with top grain leather. Your bot, your foot. Actually How old were the children them. that made those? Uh, they were very, very young, but they have small <laughs> fingers, and they make, they're they the same children that make our fucking merch. Get it? Guys, real quick, we got a couple things we want to say to you. Guys, uh, if you want to find out what's going on, just help us out, man. Just go to uh, AKA Deep Water. Go to AKA Deep Waters for all things Conspiracy Social Club. Follow us on Instagram at AKA Deep Waters. And guys, listen, this show is cooking with pure gas okay gas, gas. we need your love help us out go to apple podcast or spotify wherever you listen and give us five star review that's talk, all talk about how keep it nice love us love we like we love you we work very hard help us out and uh support us our live shows yeah, yeah. that's right yeah a lot of things right. going on brian a lot of things so that's what on. that's my assessment that brian my assessment i'm so happy right. man hey yeah. did you look up who um who founded the cia uh, FBI? Yeah, the FBI, excuse me. This guy, right? What's his name? Uh, Joseph, Charles, Charles Joseph, Joseph Bonaparte. Now, will you also look up, did Charles Joseph Bonaparte get a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Jesuits? Can we look that up real quick? <laughs> Can we look that up? Why do you always bring the Jesuits in? Because I'm going to get you by the time this, but, on our last show, you will admit they have way more saying a lot of shit. Were they anti-communist? What do you think they were? The Jesuits, well, dude, I mean, like, are they anti-communist? That's a great question. See, I think communism is a 
just another communism, capitalism. Now I'm a capitalist, but at the end of the day, all these systems get corrupted by people with money and power. Correct. They're really Correct. smart. They all because money, because money, a power concentrates. Power wants to concentrate, doesn't it? Yeah. Like power wants to kind of like congeal into one space, and then the people at that will do whatever they can. So my my question to you is. We like and and Rogan actually posed this question to um to Oliver Can Stone. Can I just say something real quick before you say this? Yeah, that, and I'm sorry to cut you off. I just love that Brian will not believe anything I say, but if somebody says it in a different voice, he'll totally be like, "Yeah, yeah." No, see, no, I no, totally no, agree no. Because you. you talk about how many times you come in here. Well, what you talk about lizard kings. Yeah. No, I I I want to ask you this real quick. Yeah. What did what did you find? This is the Lauder Day. Award. That's what he got. It's the most prestigious award that can be given out from to, who? To Catholics. From who? Ah, uh, I don't know if it's specifically the oh, Jesuits. Latter- okay, thank, thank, yes, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ringing the bell. We're just ringing the bell. Triple E strikes again. <laughs> well, remember that Kennedy being a Catholic was a big deal for voters. It was a big deal in the campaign. It was like, we're going to actually have a Catholic president. I can't president. wait till you get so deep, you start talking about occult stuff, and you realize this isn't about money and power, but it's a spiritual war. Well, my, my question to you is, and Dylan's Rogan posed this. Doing Rogan deep posed dives this, right now. Yeah, Ro- Rogan posed this to Oliver Stone. We know that we need probably a body, uh, a body in government that collects, that does foreign surveillance, that collects, that has to work secretly in one way or another right we 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 might need espionage we might need um we might need foreign intelligence agents to infiltrate other agencies to see what they're up to how do we do that how do are you anti-cia because oliver stone said I, i'm anti-cia period are you anti deep state cia intelligence or how would we how do you feel we should solve the problems that they solve because they're not all bad. They obviously do a lot of right, great stuff. Right. I think at the, the 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 genesis of even though I do believe they're all Jesuit and the Jesuit listen, I know you're gonna get weird. The Jesuits were the original uh, intelligence agency. So if if we go from what we believe our notion of what an intelligence agency was, which is to snuff out any kind of plan to bring uh, destruction to our country. I, I'm okay with that. But what we're starting to see is like these, 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 these intelligence agencies are there to control, in my humble opinion, the interests of the global elites to keep them in power, keep their money. And what they do is they create problems so that they need a budget to solve those problems. And with me, I have a problem with that. There you go. That is exactly prop. That's the biggest danger. How much of this is, and I would totally agree. You just said something that's really important. Are they creating threats and problems that don't exist, like super predator crack babies? Remember? Yeah. Um, there are a lot of this. These these sort of red herrings. Are they doing this to justify their budget and more money? That's totally. Why, it. why do we have intelligence? The war on drugs is a great example. Great I mean, example. like we find great out example. that like CIA was smuggling all the like the, again. We go back to the 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 presidential debate between Clinton and Bush and like. The theater. Can you find that? 
See, this is the other thing about, about, about that. If you have a very secretive organization and they have secret branches within that secret organization and they have secret budgets within that secret budget, what you're going to get is dudes in that who, who go, hey, dude, nobody's watching. We're all in this room together. Let's go make a hundred. Suck each other's dicks. Let's go make a hundred million dollars and suck each other's dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, now you do have people going. We can. I can. I got a fucking contact in the South Central that can buy all our drugs. Yeah. And we got these. We're sitting on fucking yeah. warehouse. We have. We can burn this shit, or we can just put it on this plane. I know a guy. That's it. All of a sudden, now, now the CIA, whoever is working for them, these guys are risk takers. But let's think about this, Brian. At the highest levels, right? If we know people do certain things, right? We know that they have a natural tendencies to want to fornicate and enjoy drugs and alcohol yep. to enjoy their life. If we know that human beings do this. And when nobody's watching. Okay. <laughs> and, keep what, doing it. and let's say they don't want you to know that you're into weird shit, right? Yeah. And that is the, because I was talking about this the other day on Tim Full Hat. It's like, you know, you could be a vegetarian. You could be in the sushi. I could be in the pizza. We don't find that weird, mm. right? But if you're into like, you like to fucking, watch dudes, black ghosts. guys run trains on your lady, and you're just into stick your do dick in holes, and I I'm into weird, like everybody's into weird shit, right? You can control people through that. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, let me tell you about mood real quick, okay? Whether you're new to cannabis or an old pro, there's no de denying that many of the products on the market seem iffy at best, and when you want to get high... If he is the last way you want to feel, mood puts an end to get the guessing game. It's 100% federally legal Delta 8 and Delta 9 THC that you can have shipped straight to you. No doctor, no waiting, just affordable, legal THC for limited time. Mood is giving our listeners free Delta 9 gummies and 20% off your first order order visit hellomood.com use the code csc okay so this is what i need you to do again if you're ready for a good time without the guesswork order your thc products from mood today and get 20 percent off your first order and free gummies go to hellomood.com use the promo code csc that's a hello m o com promo code CSC for 20% off your order and free gummies. And if you know everybody, like at one point, booze was legal, coke was legal, drugs were legal, and they realized everybody was consuming this, but there were all these people who were making money off it. You're like, how can we control this? Oh, let's make this all illegal and we'll control all of it. The notion that these drug dealers are somehow sneaking this shit in yeah. and just getting past the number one defense defense system of all time in the world is, man, they just got through. All this coke is just somehow getting well, through. Well, that's why the guy said the war on drugs, if you look at in Mexico, like the idea that, that you know, this whole war on drugs and, you know, working with the Mexican government, he said it's a whole lie. The economy of Mexico, this is back in 2000-something. There was a Vanity Fair article back when Vanity Fair actually was a real magazine. There was a real article, an investigative journalist who said, 
the fucking drug czar of Mexico lives right there and he is living like a fucking emperor. He's not getting a government salary. Yeah. He's making money off of drugs. And then he looked around this investigation and was, the entire economy, at least in the north of Mexico, is supported by the drug trade because the number one consumer is right across the border. Yeah, 100%. So everything you've heard about this war on drugs is a fucking lie. It's There's money in enforcing it. Yeah. There's money in allowing it. Yeah. There's money in cooperation. So so what the fuck are we doing? And then people started going, um, I know what we could do. Legalize it. Just legalize all of it and let adults make their own decisions. Yeah. And tax it or something. Yeah. And don't tax it too much, because in California, when you tax weed too much, guess what? People, People go, go to oh, drug it's too expensive, dealers. I'm going to a drug dealer. Yep. So now the cartels make more money. Yeah, so let's think about this, right? So, I mean, personally, let's talk about destabilizing countries, right? That's a big thing. It's been talked about that George Soros has participated in this a lot of times. If you take a look at- Scumbag. Like you scumbag, you George take a Soros, look at scumbag who he's funded as DAs, far left, far left motherfucker. I mean, dude, take a look at De Blasio and take a look at it. Will you look up who the Gascon DA? Have we talked and, about and this. Gascon and the DA and and the DA in of San, San Francisco. Francisco? You seen that guy raised by the underground weather there group are, or there whatever? Are, yeah, there are recall. There's a whole recall movement for Gascon and for that fuckface. That fucking guy who has no bail and just lets people out. London Breed, the mayor who grew up in public housing. She's a black woman. She's the mayor of San Francisco. Goes, the bullshit stops here. 95% of the people at a party she was at had all been robbed. And by the way, the mayor of San Francisco was enforcing masks and going to parties with no masks. Well, so she, even she, even she was like, uh, we're going to start prosecuting these people. This fucking guy has, you're, you're selling drugs on the street, you're stealing, you're doing everything else, and then you're out three hours later? You, get the fuck out of here. Do you hear about the guy who had the store that made every one of his products cost $1,000? So if you stole That's it, great. <laughs> he, he could prosecute great. you at that That's point? Great. That's the only thing you and can And then if do. you came that up. Fucking, that fucking. This guy. Cheza, Cheza Boudin. Can you look at him? That guy's a fucking he is zero. Ra- he, what, his family was part of the, is it called yeah. the Weather Underground? They were, they were terrorists. And so one day they took his. Fuck face. His, his, um, <laughs> Fuck that his guy. parents left it with a babysitter and went and robbed an armored truck. Two people died. They went to jail. His he got adopted by two other people in, in the, the weather group. underground in the group. Yeah, he this guy is a radical. This guy's a fucking left wing radical. And what what Soros does is he he funds will these find, guys. He funds all the guys who and even his opposition is a far left guy. So so George Soros is a essentially a far left activist, and he's he he came to this country, made his money uh, under our system of capitalism. And this fucking guy is the worst. Yeah, this guy's the worst. And what what you're seeing right now, okay, is the implement they're Im- implementing these very idealistic progressive ideas. And guess what's happening? They're not working. By the way, I like look. So so listen, what I like. He ran on a platform of ending mass incarceration. I'm all I for I totally it. agree with that. I, me too. Eliminating cash bail, I can understand there's an argument there. Creating a unit to review wrongful convictions. Love it. And refusing to cooperate with immigration and customs enforcement. Well, I got a problem with that. I guess just take the... Why don't you take the front door off your house? 
You don't believe in any kind of border? Take the front door off your house, dude. But, but we've no, seen yeah, in Europe, Brian, this is, this is <laughs> what they're doing to destabilize countries. By the way, he also, wants, he also wants to move the district attorney's office away from prosecuting prostitution. I'm all for it. Make it legal. And minor quality of life crimes. Dude, tax ass. Yeah. Tax ass. Yeah. So California wants to make basically Medicare for all, which sounds okay. Which I think you're just going to end up being the VA, but what can you do on that? But dude, you want to pay for that so my taxes don't skyrocket? Legalize prostitution. Tax ass. Okay? If you taxed Ass, we can pay for schools and we can pay. Yeah, you're right. But listen to this. Boudin, 39. This is interesting. Spent decades visiting his parents in prison. And as a result, learned the ins and outs of the criminal justice system from a unique vantage point. That is interesting. Boudin's parents were getaway drivers in the attempted Banks Brinks robbery in 1981 in Nanuit, New York, about 35 miles north of New York City. His mother, Kathy Boudin, pleaded guilty to murder and robbery and was in prison for more than two decades. His father, David Gilbert, is still behind bars. How funny is this? This gets to another thing that annoys me, Brian, is women commit the same crime as men and they don't get the same fucking <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh, dude, we need it. it's equality. How about going to jail for the same amount well, of time? Well, he probably said she had nothing to do with it. I made her come, and that's that's how they do it. I made her come? What, do you yeah. eat her pussy? Yeah. They actually turn each other against each other, too. They go, tell us what happened, and we'll give you less time. And he goes, go ahead and turn me in. She took a plea deal. Dad, Dad was given 55 years minimum sentence. <clears throat> Listen, I, either way, Either way, you see what I'm saying is that you, it's interesting that Boudin has been radicalized in his own way and probably said, I don't like the way this goes. His parents talk to him. So this is a guy who thinks he's, he's, he's doing the best he can. And there are probably a lot of platforms that he ran on that you and I would agree with, in theory. It's just that we know that when you, there's, there's just a limit to what you can do. You can't like, you can't, when you, when you create a sanctuary city and you, you don't let ICE do their job, then I guess just open the borders completely. What are you doing? Listen, we can't afford CIA- that. The CIA, listen, if you want to end the drug war, I'm totally down with that. That was used to cripple the black community. For sure, lock up fathers, destroy the family unit. Dude, if you want to look what, like, dude, talk to any indigenous person about what happened to their people on reservations and tell me that's not the exact same thing that happened to the black community and is the exact same thing that's happening to poor white America. It's the exact same thing. That's fucking a really good point. You are so right. Like, you are so, that's a great comparison. That's a great comparison. What happened to the black family, thanks to the war on drugs, which was really a war on black people, you can just do the research, where, where men who had no option, there was no economy. There's none. No economy. You sold drugs. You went to jail. You got shot or you went to jail. And you destroyed the family unit. You also created a war zone in those communities, those red line communities. That's just a fact. That's a fact. If you don't believe that, pick up, a, just, just take a look at the history of this country in the past 30 years. You'll see it. And so what happens is, you, you, I, I think that's a great fucking analogy. What alcohol did to the reservations, drugs did to the black community. Yeah, 100%. Oxycontin did to the white community. That's a, It's in, the in, same and, game plan. That's why you got to watch that Four Kings. You'll see, I'm going to. they're running the same exact shit all the fucking time. It's the same game plan. Even Trump running on Make America Great Again. That was Reagan's fucking yeah. motto. But you know what? You know what the Sacklers did? You know what these wonderful, this wonderful family did they said let's target we have a time release we not only do we have a time release opiate but also let's make sure that the fda says that it's not addictive yeah okay and and let's create a market and let's target communities that 
keep themselves alive with manual labor. Because when you're a manual laborer, you have body pains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, we'll just get everyone hooked on yeah. opioids. Yeah. Now they can't get them and they turn to what? Heroin and whatever else they can. And you had, well, they created hundreds of thousands of deaths. So you tell me what we're supposed to do with the Sackler family and what we're supposed to do with the FDA. Uh, I mean, do you see how many people have o overdosed on opiates? This is one family responsible for it, for this. From what I have seen, from what I have seen. It's estimated to be around 600,000. Think about that. That's and a dude, do you know that they were trying to come out? They were working on a Oxycontin. They was 10 times more addictive and they were begged by the government not to put it out. I, I don't doubt anything. If those people were taking babies and torturing them in a, in, a, in a fucking basement, I wouldn't be surprised. These are the worst people on the planet. I, again, am a naive person because I always, you know this, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I always say, no way could a family or no way could somebody be this much of a fucking asshole. No way. Yeah. They, 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 were, they came up with a great drug for pain. That they, This is what I would... I, Without knowing anything, my, this is my default. This is my default. I would say, I would say, no, the Sacklers were a brilliant family of pharmacists who, who came up with a great way to manage pain and didn't know yeah. how addictive it was because it right. was time released. Right. And by the time it happened, the genie was out of the bottle and they didn't know what to do. That's what I would say. Yes. Then I find out that they had shell companies, that they had, they were, they were telling, they were influencing, corrupting the FDA and getting doctors to say that this is, telling doctors it wasn't addictive when they knew. And to me, I can't think of a lot of crimes that are worse than that. And when I find out about these kinds of people, I think they should be fucking killed. Yeah, I, dude, I'm telling you, bro. Uh, they didn't. I well, don't they're think, actually talking about got going out. back on that and yeah. saying "fuck you" and got going it. back okay. at that. I think the judge threw that out. I cannot believe that if they if they don't if those people don't pay a price, bring up that Sackler family for a second. Bring up. I the mean, dude, guy. they should have. Like, here's the biggest thing, Brian, and like, so I mean, like, we talk about. I, I sometimes uh, we talk too much, Corona, but like, I feel like what 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 the government and the media. And and you see people starting to question it in the mainstream media, which makes me wonder if if they're just doing this safe, dangerous thing. I you see in podcasting, where like people who like are supposedly edgy podcasters are now starting to question masks, even though like the, this oh, is surprise, for, yeah, right. Yeah, so it's safe really, now to masks really question help. this thing. They right? really stop the right, Omicron. Right? No, so, the vaccine, the booster, and masks really stop you from spreading and getting Omicron. Okay. Right. So, yeah. so you see these yeah. people starting to question okay. because I think, I yeah. you know, it's like why why does Netflix have uh, Squid Games? Why does why does Hulu put out Dope Sick? Because you have to put out these things to be considered fucking legit, right? Yeah. Like 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 if if there's no Squid Games, what was the last thing on Netflix that was interesting? Right. 
right? Hulu. Why? You're like, why is Hulu putting this out right now when this coronavirus is? So now you have these news agencies going, hey, you know, Sunday Gucha or whatever your name is. Like, why are we now having a, why? Did you what? see this though? They're, they're like, I like this. I mean, but I'm, they, I'm they're like, they're going, you have the one guy questioning Sonic Gucha or whatever his name is about if 40% of the people that are getting credited with coronavirus in the hospital aren't there because of the coronavirus, what are we doing here? Well, yeah, because you have to say that right now because the narrative is dying so much that if you don't, you lose all credibility. Listen to this. Dr. Sa David Sam Samady uh, just, just uh, tweeted this. The CDC has now stated that more than... 75% of COVID deaths were people with at least four comorbidities. This is the CDC admitting this and were unwell to begin with. Let me ask you something, dude. Will you look up that the CDC says that the, the PCR test, this should be the end of it. When this came out, this should be, the PCR test cannot tell the difference between coronavirus and the flu. Once that was said, everything should have ended. I think, though, that it can now. No, no. So, so clearly. But Brian, 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 stop, yeah, stop, stop. Yeah. Doesn't matter now. Right. Whatever now is does not matter. Because okay. we have two years, right? Two years since 2019, right. 2020 of us being lied to. Like, this should have been the end of it. Did you find that? Like that should have been. We gotta get Eddie Bravo on here, dude. Why you want to make heads explode? Let's bring on <laughs> Eddie Bravo, dog. Yeah, Eddie is Eddie's, Eddie. Eddie makes you look like me. Yeah, <laughs> no, Eddie's have been out right about. Eddie was talking about mass psychosis five years ago. Yeah. So so. Well, that's what that that's what Malone said. I thought that was really interesting. I think the truth is coming out, and I and I think this is why the I cannot believe we're still in masks in California though. It's like, but do you understand that? Like, it's going to be so hard because it's no longer a like when you have Ethan Klein, that fucking bag of potatoes, fucking calling out Joe Rogan and not on facts, but calling him out on vaccine hesitancy. Who is, who is Ethan Klein? He's the guy from H3H or whatever his H3 name is. H3H3 went after Rogan and got his dick kicked in on the internet and he did. sucked. Yeah, right. Yeah. And but but it's like it's no longer like now you're now everybody's talking about vaccine hesitancy. It's like you're literally admitting the facts aren't with you at that point. Well, first of all, first of all, if you could tell me that vaccines help me, I mean, maybe they do lessen the severity, but we know Omicron is basically like the flu. Everybody I know, including my mom, has had it. Yeah, my mom didn't have the booster. Yeah, she had it, and 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 she had a cold. Uh, yeah, you know, everybody I know has had it. Yeah. Everyone. And my, my son was a, 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 a asymptomatic. And why are, the, why are they trying to get kids to get vaccine, vaccinated? Why? We know that they don't die from it. They don't, they don't even get sick from it. I totally and agree with every everything single, you every say, Every single dude. fucking kid that's died from COVID, which is about three, <laughs> has, has had major, was on their way to die about something. They were yeah. already dying. Yeah, listen, but, but, dude. But we don't say that. It if you can tell me, bro, if you can tell me hey, when- Yolks in human growth hormone with lungs full of tar thinks he's healthier than everyone. This MFR is such a bitch that when he got COVID, he threw the kitchen sink at it. If you're so healthy, just ride it out like you say a man. That should. makes no sense. That makes no. I mean, like, it's so dumb. Like, dude, I asked him to fight me for charity. I would fight Ethan Klein for charity. Who, who, I don't know who he is. He's, he's 
a millennial with a YouTube channel. First well, of you know first what it is, Rogan, man. Rogan he, is not anti-vax. I, I'm going to tell you, this dude worked really hard back when YouTube was coming, yeah. and he got a great following, and you have to give him respect for that. He got a great following. He got a huge following. But now he said dumb shit like, stop questioning everything. We have the CDC to tell us what to do. Like that Yeah, but the CDC has, has, by their own admission, and I appreciate this, by their own admission, has, has, has come out and said we were wrong. A right. number of times. So so I want you to hold that thought, pin that thought right yeah. there. So what were you saying about the sparse pandemic thing? Well, where Brian and you and Monica are going to diverge is you and Monica, I think, are going to imply that they knew and they cooked and orchestrated the thing, whereas Brian will probably think it's... Strange. Got away from them. It, well, it's strange that they predicted it with such accuracy, but it's not. It doesn't mean that they planned the entire thing. They didn't have the reins. They just forecasted. Well, because I've been hearing about, I've been hearing about um, pandemic preparation and the various ways of doing it for a long, long time. There's a lot it's, of it's granular not though, accuracy. There's creepy things well, that they well, get because, right. So you've because, read, well, you've but, read but, part of half. But of guys, it. guys, we had the SARS epidemic, so we knew that SARS SARS viruses mutate. And the biggest question, and this is how they got gain of function research financed, the biggest question was, hey guys, what happens when we have a SARS epidemic that's even more deadly than this? Well, one? Brian, stop, stop, right. stop. So, please. Because you literally just talked about how we created a, a, a problem so we could solve it. Yeah. So you talked about the drug dealer. Why can't you take a look at that? Just take that view and apply it I to am. this thing. No, and I going, am. is it possible, bro? Let's not say yeah. it happened. Let's just say in in this view that you now kind of uh, go, okay. Yeah. Is it possible that they created this, this problem to have a solution which could be Maybe in a realm of fantasy, the Great Reset. I believe that people would want to do that. Okay. I believe that people like the Sacklers and stuff would do that. Okay. Right. So if we could, we we we. My, we my thing it. is that my my thing is a lot of times I come down to the fact that I just don't believe people are that prescient, smart. But you or but you think the Sacklers are that? Yeah, I think the Sacklers. But why couldn't anybody else be that? Well, the, the, that's a good question. I, I, I think that the Sacklers. I, is ringing. this a record for most times ringing a bell in one day? I mean, my God. I got to read that. I got to read that report. But I, I do think that you won't the read. SARS vaccine. You won't read it. No, I'll read it. The, SAR, the <laughs> SARS vaccine was something that people were, I mean, the SARS epidemic was something that people were worried could have been much bigger. And it was pretty tough. Brian, can we shift gears onto something? Because yeah. we've been staying yeah. on this for a while. Well, I wanted to ask you a question. Can I ask you a quick yes. question and yes. you ask me a question? Yes. Brian, what are your thoughts that they basically didn't have the Golden Globes this year? And they just announced the winners. Two things. One is the Golden Globes got discredited because every single reporter who votes was white as fuck or European as fuck. But isn't it interesting that like, because I think it has more to do with the ratings were such so bad. Oh, sure. That it just, it's a sign of like, I don't think they want, I think Hollywood is like, dude, we're really fucking, we're on the precipice of just becoming irrelevant. If we keep going down this, this line, like the, like to me, dude, celebrity has been the the notion of celebrity is the lowest it's ever been. 
Like the importance yeah. of ce- what celebrities used to be like. We grew up like on Burt Reynolds, man, and like Clint Eastwood. You know, even like later on, Sigourney Weaver, if you want to bring, like what Sigourney Weaver meant. Like, oh my God, this chick is kicking alien ass. Like it represents some amazing, like I think that's like, when I see something promoted, like a product promoted by a celebrity, I'm almost like, eh, that doesn't mean anything. See, no. something I, I experienced firsthand was this. Um, Hollywood was invented by and established by a specific culture of primarily Jews, Jews and whites, <laughs> Jews and whites, Jews and whites. But it's true. Jews and the whites. Jews, the Jews. Jews and whites. The Jews were the storytellers. The Jews were the directors. The Jews were producers. The Jews were were all of that. So if and, and I'm just going to say this. I mean, when I I never never forgot this. When I was doing a TV show, this was in 2001, 2000. I was in. I was doing a major TV show on NBC, and I looked around and I and I realized. And I'm going to tell you why I knew this. Everyone in the room, from the writers to the directors to the producers, everyone except for the crew, was Jewish, and a lot of the actors. Why? Well, I knew that because there was a, it was a Jewish holiday, and all of them were taking off. I think the next day, so we were we were trying to block in a hurry, and I and I and I looked around and I go, "Are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? And I asked everybody. And I'm telling you, I was the only non-Jew in the room, and, and, and me and the crew. And I was, I was like, wow. I said, I thought to myself, Hollywood is has had a tradition. When you were Jewish, you got into when you came over from Europe, you were a garmento, you knew how to sew because you were kept out of other industries. Uh, you had there, there were certain industries that, as a Jew, if you were an immigrant, you went into. But in the Jewish culture, and historically, art was very important. So on the kibbutz in Israel, you always had, you always made sure the kids were playing violin or the guitar, putting on plays, because the Jews knew that the cornerstone and the strength of their culture was ju- not just innovation and business, but yeah. also art. They're right? creative people. Very creative. And and the arts were always, so when you made a lot of money, including like the Sacklers, you gave to the arts. You became a huge art collector. The idea of art was very important. Yes. So so I, what I what I, what you realize is that in Hollywood, which was primarily white and primarily Jewish, you're gonna all you're gonna tell stories from the perspective of your own experience. So if you're Jewish or you're a white guy, you're gonna write you're gonna write stories about the white or Jewish experience or both. And if you come from a culture that was established by a dominant culture, which was white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, right. and it was organized around that, those stories are the American stories. So you got so 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 Hollywood had no choice in right. the beginning but to right. be incredibly white, right? And then and then the com- comedian, the great comedians, a lot of them were Jews, like Woody Allen and Sid Caesar and all those guys. So it's interesting, right? So I think what we had then was it was inevitable that Hollywood was going to be primarily a white expression, a Jewish expression. It was going to be a specific yeah. thing, yeah, because the massive the the majority of our of our of, of where the money was coming from, first of all, was coming from white people who were going to movies, who had the money to go to movies, yes. who had the time to go to movies. And it's only until very recently that I think Hollywood started to see that there were huge portions of our population from Latin to Asian to, to black who had not only their own stories, but were willing to pay yeah. to watch yeah. their own stories. Yep. Yeah. And so now Hollywood's like, now there's this thing about Hollywood's too white. Yeah, that's true. 
I have no problem with it, but because they're starting to say, wait, there's money in Black Panther? There's money in these movies? Yeah. There might be not as much as they think. And let the economy make that choice. Let the marketplace readjust itself, which it's doing, and that's fine. That's fine. So I think that's what we're kind of going through right now. It's, it's just super interesting, dude, because like I have zero problems with diversity. I have problems with weaponized diversity. Yes. Ultimately, and like forced diversity. Uh, uh, equal opportunity is, yeah, I, as somebody who came from blue collar family from upstate New York to come to Los Angeles, I'm all for equal opportunity. The problem with Hollywood became that the suits interjected themselves too much into the artistic fuck you know louis anderson talks about it and i probably said this before on the show louis anderson goes the difference between then and now and when he said now was like the middle like let's say 2010 right was that the artists decided what was art and then the suits like were like oh dude you're the artist man oh yeah let's bring this to the people but then the the suits started going no no we want this. And it be, it didn't become about the best, the best, right? They're doing that right now. Right. Well, I, I personally think that the internet shifted away from that. And that now, like like me, like I got, for, I bombed in the year 2000. I bombed in Montreal. I was the dead man walking in Hollywood. And the only person who showed me love was Mitzi Shore. And if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't be here right now. It was people like her, Joe Rogan, that helped me out when no one else would. But now I'm flourishing because I don't need a fucking suit. I got my buddy Zane Halberg. He's booking me on all these nights where I just produce my own shit. I don't need him anymore. And guess what? And I've always said this, dude. A show like The Naughty Show back in the day, we took arrows, bro. We're like, fuck you. We're doing shows. It's going to be dirty and it's going to be crazy. And people are going to come and they're going to party. They're going to do drugs and they're going to fuck and they're going to love their life. And guess what Hollywood said? Oh, well, okay. Well, we're going to do the show. So I pitched the show to Comedy Central. Do you know what Comedy Central told me? And I think I said this before too. No. We love the show. We don't like Sam. Ha! So what they did is they took my show, and I wasn't the first one to do it, a, a, a dirty type show like that. But they took my show and they gave it to somebody else. I have no problems with them because they they were trying to make their dreams come true. And they did with the show. The show was watered down, and it wasn't what it could have been, yep. okay? Yep. Because I wasn't acceptable to them. Yep. They wanted them. They wanted to see that. So there was this time where the industry and the talent looked exactly the same. You couldn't tell the difference between them because like when Judd Apatow, who like I had a problem with, I don't have any problems anymore, but like he, he was pushing these nerd shit. Guess what Judd Apatow is? A nerd. So all his movies are about nerds fucking tens, right? Because that's the world they want to fucking live fucking into. Nerds fucking tens. Right? Nerds fucking tens. That's the world that the nerds want to push. His wife to me is so hot, Leslie, man. I've always loved her. Yeah. I mean, so, oh, so, so, so. I love her. So, so now as I get deeper into this, right? I start going, okay, who who are these industry? Why are they doing this? Oh, because they're being told from the top to do that. And then we and then Brian can disagree with this all the time. When you have people like BlackRock, Vanguard pushing environmental, social, 
government policies that seem to look exactly like what I'm seeing in Hollywood. Good like corporate hi, citizens. Hi, welcome to e e uh, Ally Bank. I'm a tr I'm a drag queen, <laughs> and if you want your money to be secure as kids. my dick kids, I'm a tucked in right now, then you should go to Ally too. It's like, who's gonna do that? Nobody. Yeah. It's all be like, like that's a good point. Hollywood. Hollywood has gone from entertaining the buyers. Right, the the the, the isn't customers. It, isn't it because some activists are better at than other activists? Isn't it? Isn't it because some activists, like trans activists or like left wing activists, no, no, are no, better Brian. at shaming and using? I, social I disagree. Media? I think, and that we've done studies of it. I, I, you know, it's just like they found that the smallest group of people the party is the a far, far progressive left, but it's the most funded. That's what I'm saying. Is that some, some? That's what I'm saying. Some activists, like the far left activists, got really good at figuring out a way to 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 leverage social media. Do you believe in cultural Marxism at yes. all? Okay, so if you believe in that. Right, that is being done purposefully to get us all to fight with each other. Again, I have trans friends, black friends, no, 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 no. gay friends, Sam, Sam, women. Isn't I don't that care because isn't that because news? Isn't that because money has corrupted the news? Isn't that because because now when you are Tucker Brian, Carlson Brian. or you're Rachel Maddow, you have to you have to you have to speak to your echo chamber because there's more money in it. Yeah, but but Brian, let me ask you something. So what you know in the late in the late like. I'll say 2010, 2012, 2013, you would go pitch a show. And, and what would the what would they tell you? Oh, we're not looking for white guys right now. I heard everybody do. Tom Segura, who isn't even white, got told that. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm Latin. He speaks fluent. No, you, you don't look like what we're looking Jesus. for. That is being done. They've created they've created a that competitor. is a top down order. Yeah, Netflix Brian. has created a great competitor. It's called YouTube. So so now the rest of us go to YouTube and okay, Netflix, you don't want to fuck with us. So I was having a conversation with some people the other day. They're talking about how Netflix comedy specials aren't getting the traction they used they're to. They're not. They're not doing specials anymore. Yeah. They said they blatantly that you without going into it, I heard the people they said no to, it's shocking. The, the, so Netflix basically said and they said this to me, and they said this to, I mean, blatantly. They go, no white guys. But but here's the thing. That, but, that, wasn't, but, that wasn't true, and now now it's really true. And and what they're realizing is that uh, they weren't making money on their on their. Because Netflix has Viacom flu, bro. They literally got all the rats from Viacom that sank that ship and ran over. Their shows suck. But Netflix dude, is they're not paying anybody. You say this all the time. Yeah. They don't pay anybody. That's Nef That's Viacom. You remember when you would be on like MTV and they'd be like, "Here's a hundred dollars in a sandwich. Yeah. Host this fucking show yes. on it." You're like, "What?" Yes. And you would have to go on the road to make your money. And then they would own anything you made in the future. Right. The worst fucking. So Brian, game. this was kind of crazy. You know that? Right? They would own. They would own like. 10% of whatever you made. A lot of people were being signed on E and all these. If you, if you did a show for them, they'd make you sign a deal where they owned anything you made for life. You own 10, they own 10 to 15% of anything you made. Oh my God, Brian, can you read this real quick? I think you need to hear this. When people ask, is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They, they practice sorcery. I can't argue against magic. <laughs> I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven 
highest level of hell. Chicken snake gods and the Anunnaki and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters.